Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Death Spa. That's where we're hanging out. We're going to get all swell. We're going to get our peck juices pumping. It's me, your host, Matt, joined by his ever co-host, Scott. And we're joined by a guest from last week, our bro, Kyle. Yeah. Yo, Kyle, how much can you lift, bro? Uh, five, how much can you lift? Like five pounds on either hand, so ten altogether. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. All right, well, let's talk about Death Spa. Let's try not to get killed. It's all, we got top-notch security system. Don't you worry, we're good. Scott, you picked this, and from what I've learned before we hit the record button, you're the only one who had seen this before. Yeah, so. this was watch only watch number two for me. I actually don't watch this much, this one as much as I watch Killer Workout. But yeah, I, mid midway through this movie, I thought, ooh, we probably should have done this at Halloween because it's really based around a Halloween party for a huge oh, chunk of it. Barely. I I, <laughs> I forget that that's every. I actually didn't even. It didn't register as a Halloween party for me. I thought that it was just a uh, celebration. You, you thought that's just the normal clothes that people wear to the gym? Obviously, I've never stepped foot in a gym. Have you seen me? I am like one gangly little mother. <laughs> this movie, dude, there is some... I mean, this is like later on in the movie, but man, there is some homoerotic grab ass that goes on <laughs> in random points just, of this movie. It's not at the end, man. It is throughout. Marvin and the main character... Just like there's a scene where they're just playing in a pool and they're just like, like playing in the pool. Take a fight. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the weirdest thing about that. I actually have a note where I'm like, man, this pool scene is weird, but I really want to go swimming. (laughs) (laughs) It does its job. Um, You're a victim of advertising, even if it is. I can't tell you the last time that I swam in a pool. Like I swim in swim in lakes in the ocean and stuff, but I can't remember the last time I was in the pool with the guy from Dawn of the Dead, and we're like laughing and like, dude, that guy's in everything. Yeah, I checked his Wikipedia or his uh, his IMDb out because I was like, yeah, he's horror royalty. Yeah, (laughs) he is. All right, so so tell us about Death Spa, Scott. Walk us through. 
this thing that we witnessed. Cause my first note, I'll tell you, just says her dancing doesn't match up with this theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, first of all, this has an alternate title called Witch Bitch. Right, which is a great title. Despa. It's the same. Yeah. This is this is the killer workout versus aerobicide discussion. I know, but isn't it so funny that they're both like very parallel in in their presentation? Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you watch this movie because you thought Killer Workout was Death Spa? Because they sprayed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm piecing this together now. If you go through the archives yeah, in I... one of his, what did we watch this week's? There's a storyline that you can build. About this. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm sure that I'm going to quote some of the same shit today because there's a line at the very end. I'll get to it. I don't worry. I have it written down in big, bold uh, letters (laughs) so that that I don't forget. But I definitely quoted this movie, the, the, the penultimate line of this film, last time we talked about it. So we can just expand upon that. But yes, the um the alternate title of this film is Witch Bitch. The alternate title of Killer Workout was Aerobicide. Personally, I think Aerobicide is a better name oh, than great name. They <laughs> also had an entire song called Aerobicide <laughs> in, Aero- oh, in in Killer Workout. What? So, so confusing that they would have the alternate title be the real title when the alternate title is the one that has a song. With this one, at the very beginning, uh, I just want to point out the fact that it's called Star Body Health Spa, and then lightning hits, and you get Death Spa. So <laughs> that, that it makes sense in the concept of this film that they went with Death Spa instead of Witch Bitch because Witch Bitches are terrible name for a movie. Yeah. Terrible so name. so here's the thing that I have with with uh, there's a handful of notes where I'm comparing Killer Workout to this movie because like you kind of have to in a weird way. Oh, yeah. Um. So Killer Workout, so this is my conclusion before we jump in. I really like this movie. I think Killer Workout's the better movie because it's Agreed. it's way more absurd. But I wish that Killer Workout was as brutal as this movie is. Like if Killer Workout <laughs> had the practical effects that Death Spa has going for it, it would be a flawless movie. But I also... <laughs> it would be a flawless movie. <laughs> but, you know, Killer Workout Easy has tiger. like pointless fight scenes. Oh, dude. Well, that leads to my next but, thing. Despa also has better soundtrack, I think. The the no. opening song, the opening no, song no, is no. garbage. Dude, the song that that creepy like choreographed workout sequence happens to is fucking incredible. That was a, that was a, that that was a hot track for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying the music in this film isn't good, but I mean, you got that song in Killer Workout. First of all, you have nine, count them, nine dance sequences in Killer Workout. And it's gratuitous, like women's butts, like clenching. It's so gratuitous that you feel uncomfortable watching it. Even though no one's watching you watch it. You're like, Fuck, this is so uncomfortable. I want to remind you of the, 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 the line in Killer Workout when she goes, I've got the apple red and juicy, something like hot and sweet. Yeah. This movie has no poetry like that. Uh, I disagree. There's the greatest burn that has ever been said in film. I'm beta. You're VHS. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, this movie was made and released in 1989. There is no way in hell that beta and VHS were still like an argument. (laughs) Basically, he was saying like, you're way too good for me and I'm a piece of shit that no one wants. Um, the one, so this is my last note before we dive into the actual walking through the plot line, but as much as I can compare this movie to Killer Workout, 
There's something about this movie that just makes me think of Toxic Avenger, like, repeatedly. And I think it's because oh, yeah. the actual gym feels like every time that they're inside of it, you should be hearing that song. It's like, gotta listen to your body talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They need to be smoking cigarettes while they lift weights. <laughs> there's, enough, there's enough movies from the 80s that have health clubs or spas, as they have called them throughout. They're fucking gym. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> there's enough, there are enough 80s movies and at least early 90s movies that make me realize that maybe these places were real. Like, this isn't just this isn't just Hollywood folklore. These these places existed. I thought like gyms. These yes, they're places. still around. I've been to. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm talking health clubs with pink lights and like women just like always always doing uh, the '80s version of Zumba. Like oh, oh, there's it's called always... jazzercise. Oh, Thank you. I'm I, I'm dating myself here. However, I just realized <laughs> I forgot to read something on my what did I watch this week on last week's episode. I'm gonna read both of them on this week because they tie in beautifully with Death Spa. Sorry to cut you Tune off, in, but that's a that's a that's a don't don't hit the skip ahead button just yet, guys. <laughs> but I was like, I couldn't believe that these places existed. Anyway, it just yeah, I, I we need to know how this all somehow matches what you watched because holy shit. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you that these things were a thing because cocaine. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. See if it was. I didn't realize it was so simple. <laughs> it's uh, honestly, if you have any question about the eighties, that's the answer. <laughs> cocaine. You're right. You're right. I actually. One of my first notes is, ha, you know, I wrote down, the real question is whether this is a gym or an art installation. <laughs> yeah, this place is out of control. You know, it might be both at the same time. And, and and then we have this crazy blonde doing interpretive dance. Because um, it, it sure as hell isn't real jazzercise or like anything. She's just kind of convulsing to her own. She's, she's dancing to the beat of a different drummer, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I know it's not as good as last week. We're not getting boobies in the first two minutes, but the five minute mark is when we get our boobies in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and then she gets like sprayed with chlorine water or something. Well, I believe she and was, I like, believe she was gassed in the shower in which I was like, oh no, am I watching Hard Rock Zombies? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, here's the thing is that the, the witch bitch who is, uh, we'll just fast forward just a second here. It's the owner's dead wife, Catherine, and she has is haunting his his um, gym because she's a jealous lover, and and doesn't want him to be with anybody. But uh, so so this woman, um, I can't remember her name, but she's like his girlfriend. She like nothing says time to flick your bean like laying down in the shower after some interpretive dance. Like she's she's going for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like no no regards for anything that could potentially be around here. She would have done it if she was in an open public area. Like that's yeah. how like into it she is. Yeah, she I don't know what she was listening to. I think that she <laughs> might have been drunk because you know she gets that per it's like a Perrier bottle that she's drinking water out of, which makes no sense. Like didn't they have water bottles in 1989? <laughs> she's got like a glass bottle she's drinking out. I'm like, "Are you drinking champagne?" Is it that is that why you go into the the sauna or the I guess it's a uh like a, a weird shower room. It's still, yeah, it's still like a sort of a steam room but not a sauna at the same time. It's very Yeah. Odd. Yeah, but then she gets like burnt and um I guess the main guy, whatever his name is, I don't think I even wrote it down. I, I, I wish I could help you with names, man. I couldn't remember a goddamn thing. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. It, it doesn't even matter. A quick story time about the music in this and why Matt loves it. It sounds just like this Philly band that he showed me called Rump Posse. The first time that he and I actually ever hung out was a couple years ago for a an anime con that he got us hooked up for in Philly. So I come up the night before the con and he's like, dude, you got to listen to this band. And it's like this these guys from the MySpace era or something like that mm -hmm. that did this music like that sounds exactly, you know, like like eighties rock and roll instrumental dance music. It was, it's so great. And so weird. And it's very hard to find. What was uh, the name again? Rump. What? Rump Posse. Rump if I remember, Rump if I remember Posse. too, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll play just a little taste of it underneath this while we're talking about it. They're actually from oh, Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, a great man. name. Great name. They dressed yeah, in all eighties, like workout clothes and stuff on stage. They cover, oh, uh, they cover Mike Tyson's punch out. It's like they're big. But that's, that's like the least interesting thing about that <laughs> band. And I'm not, that, that's, that's showing how interesting that band is because like they have songs like all their songs are working about, out. All the, about working out or having yeah, sex. One Last Thrust was their love song. Yeah. <laughs> one Last Thrust. But the, yeah, dude, it is there's, there's a track. If I'm going to put any track under this, I'll, I'll probably put this one on. So if you're listening, you, you might hear it faintly in the distance, listeners. Uh, it's a song called a song to work out to and it's yeah, it's like yeah. we're in shape yeah. it's just like it's <laughs> just a baseline like dum 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 as a guy's just going like now stretch it out <laughs> like, it's yeah it's it's crazy but the, <laughs> so i'm watching the guy drive around in this next scene after the girl gets um chlorine gassed and and i'm like this sounds just like bump posse i, I want to work out now and th we see the cop come in the cops like the 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 white fat dude and and the darker haired lady with the um she's got like dreads or something like that they come in and the fat dude cop is doing the time honored tradition of cops chewing gum like really annoyingly oh, and super then annoying. he asks about like he asks the guy who runs the gym so why did this woman get hurt in your gym last night? Like, does your wife know about this? And he's like, my wife's dead. <laughs> well, and that's when they go into what is apparently a science lab, but it's where their security system is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, like, the, the whole the the whole point of this spa is that this gym is all digital. It's run off of a giant computer in this main room that David, the twin brother of Catherine, the dead witch bitch, who is who was married to the guy who runs the spa, is like the computer programmer. And he- It's a real ghost uh, in the machine type line. situation. Oh, come on. That's a low hanging fruit. But you know how you were saying that this movie is very homoerotic. It gets Hard and fast, <laughs> pun intended. Right here, when when Ted the brother is like assaulting women isn't my style. Because about a minute or two right before that, he's watching dudes work out, and he's like, he sees the blonde bodybuilder. He's like, nothing I could do to make that better, or something like to, because he's like telling he's making people work harder with the machine, but on their machines. Um, but he's like. No way I can make him work harder. And I'm like, geez, dude. Uh, so and it, it kind of sets up for the fact that um, he's being possessed, but it doesn't matter. He talks about how he was not at the 
at the spa the night before because he was home like hacking and i'm like oh wow 1999 good job but, uh, the um, great hobby yeah yeah uh then another woman gets uh injured because she's jumping like an idiot five-year-old on the high uh diving board and then it like falls off she's like i could have been killed and like, then yeah man don't do that yeah like she's not i don't know maybe don't maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know enough about high dives but i'm pretty sure you don't just like jump on it like a trampoline <laughs> so then somebody says this line about how the owner's wife was burned to unrecognizable unrecognizable ashes as compared to, to recognizable, recognizable ashes. ashes. You're like, yes, oh, yeah, no, I see, I see her tattoo in those ashes. Yeah, no, that's her. Yeah, like, like I, I get what they're saying is that she was burnt beyond recognition and they had to, like, get her dental records or something. But it's just Let's, that line comes up more than once, like, unrecognizable ashes. Yeah, somebody didn't go through another pass of this script. Holy shit. Yeah, oof, yeah this script is real fast and loose. But there's a dance scene at 20 minutes, which is not, not nearly as good as the killer workouts. Uh, dance scenes but it's it's serviceable and ridiculous um but then we get this foreshadowing scene with the blender um nope. you know when the girl's like i'm gonna make you a smoothie and then she was like ah and then she's like oh it's tomato juice and she's like i lost my appetite and the girl who just did the stupid fake out starts like sucking her hands clean of uh the tomato juice that has to be against health code right Oh, for sure. You can't just be doing that. Like at a at a health club spa of all places. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, like the the city's gonna come in and be like, hey, you can't lick your fingers like that. Nobody's got like any sense of no. Nobody knows what the responsibility hell here. Which it also yeah. like it, it's so interesting watching this now. Which where I feel there is like another like gym craze. Like I I mean I know since this like working out and fitness has been popular, but not in the same way that it was popular in the eighties. So, like, there's still, like, this craze of fitness, and I can only imagine the gross, nasty shit that gets bought. Like, it's not putting, like, not being dumb with a blender and making a protein shake. Oh, yeah. but there's still, like, na- there's still nasty, some sort of stupid, nasty shit that, like, looking back 10 years from now will be like, oh, they fucking did that in that? <laughs> like, they fucking, I-, I-, I wish I had a better example, but I know Instagram, that- it's just anything on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, you could like any sort of weird, dumbass, like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I hate that culture so much, and I can't. Yeah, like, uh, skinny guys out unite. Yeah, right? <laughs> God bless, right? <laughs> God or God save yeah. us, whatever. <laughs> you know what, Kyle? We're gonna hang out. We're gonna arm wrestle. I want to see who's the stronger skinny man, or who wants to see which arm breaks first, uh, just out of sheer like malnutri- malnutrition and not out of strength, out of malnutrition and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm nutriented, man. All right, so, so I so I lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then we get after that the tomato fingers. We get the gratuitous shower scene, which is so gratuitous. Like there are six women. Full frontal, butt shots, mm-hmm. and then they get like shoved out of the out of the shower by all these like tiles flying off. It's actually a pretty fun scene, but it is pretty gratuitous and unnecessary oh, with how sure. much like it's like kind of just the camera stays on the boobs for too long and you kind of feel gross. It's not porn, just like it's supposed to be a movie. Come on now. So then 
after that, they have to talk to the police again. And then these girls are like trying to set up a threesome after jazz class with the owner and he doesn't rebuff them. He's got like a a girlfriend. What a time to be alive. Yeah, like he's got a girlfriend who's always at the club working out. She would find out if he was going to bang two other regulars. Also, it's very against the ethics of having like a gym, isn't it? I don't know, but yeah, well, not in the eighties. Again, I, I I'm going to uh, quote you and say that the answer is cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's why any of this happens. Yeah, but we get to the the most mediocre death of this movie, where the guy gets his ribs pulled out by the the pectoral machine. Yeah, there felt like that's a great setup. Like, there is so much more that could happen. And it's on the I was cover. Say, here's the thing about this movie yeah. that I think is kind of cool. Is, like, the movie has a really cool cover, right? But, like, 99% of the time, those cool covers don't deliver. But, like, everything that's on that cover straight up delivers in this movie, which is so rare. That, like, even though it's a little disappointing, I, like, award it points that it actually worked in what was happening in the cover. Because... Need I remind you? At least, a, at least yeah. Goalies yeah. didn't come out of no toilet in Goalies One. That only happened in Goalies Two. <laughs> That's true. And, and three. three. I'm looking at the cover of Witch Bitch <laughs> uh, just to just to get an idea of of what I, they I, did. I want to see Witch if Witch Bitch. Bitch has a different cover. It uh, does. Is, oh, it's great. Eh, it's but all like, right. It makes sense. Well, if that that it makes sense for the movie called Witch Bitch. Like it doesn't make sense. If if it had death spot on there, I wouldn't I wouldn't dig it. But it makes sense for what which bitch is. It's funny though because there's one cover that is like a uh, like like an airbrush painting that is kind of meh, and then there's another one with a much better cover where it has Catherine Ghost with like electricity coming out of her fingertips, and then it shows Starbody Health Spa. Right below, right which below bitch, which bitch, right? The title, yeah. Um, which is actually a pretty. Actually, of all three of the the covers, I think that might be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, although I do really love the "You'll sweat blood" tagline on Death Spa, but for the uh, the Death Spa back cover, it's very funny because the only death or the only kill that they're showing in it is that I think his name's Joey. He's kind of like the weirdo that that helps. Um, Ted out in oh, the like control the backup, room. Yeah, the backup security like control room guy. Yeah, like so. Catherine, you find out she's possessing Ted's body in some way, and they're doing this weird transformation where she, whenever she's in control of his body, she looks like herself, but he's she's making him like cross dress so that she can kill people and shit. It's it's very odd, it's um, very and it's 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 cool. I think it's a fun concept, but again, cocaine. But yeah. she just grabs <laughs> Joey's face, and he's like, ah! And and then you see that that's what she did to him, was like somehow kind of scrunch his face like it's made out of clay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, oh, yeah. Can I point out something? Because I'm looking at the back of this VHS box uh, online as well, and there's something that's jumping out at me, and it just feels weird. Uh, so it has a description of the movie, and then it says, check this one out. It's from the people who brought you Faces of Death. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I don't know if this is the movie that you want to be like <laughs> pitching with faces of death. They're very different movies. That's bizarre. Yeah, why that's would, really. Why would they ever? Why would that be the promotion? Because remember, well, Kyle, uh, for listeners that teach me, don't know Kyle. Yeah, teach for me, listeners Uncle. that don't know Kyle too well yet, he um, he, he told us uh, one or two times ago that 
he is he was born in like 91 mm-hmm. so he's yes. he's a youngin he did not really get to grow up like Matt and I did with um, going to like the, the the drug store or where or the grocery store and looking at all of the the horror movie VHS box art. Yeah. So Faces of Death was like not necessarily something that you as a younger uh, horror fan would watch or be allowed to watch. Yeah, I had it, no idea it existed until I was a horror fan like online. I knew about it before I was a horror fan because my like my aunts and uncles would talk about how horrific it was. Mm. And then I finally saw it because I was curious and it was on the uh, Entertainment Weekly like 50 Greatest Cult Films. Yeah. And it is strictly okay. <laughs> I, I bet... I bet that stuff seemed super real in like 1978, but most of it, like the seams show mm-hmm. pretty hard now. Yeah. Anyway, we are like so, way off topic in yeah, 25 I, minutes into this. I know exactly where I'm at though. We're at the romantic we... dinner with the temporarily blinded girlfriend. Oh, okay. He like, he, he feeds her limp asparagus. He's like, ah, oh, put it on your tongue. Pretend it's my limp dick. It's such a weird, <laughs> weird scene. Um, but the, but then uh, there's there's a there's a girl who goes into the locker room while they're having their sexy dinner, um, and I'm like, is she gonna get? Because I couldn't remember how she gets killed, and I'm like, is she gonna get squeezed in the lockers, a la prom night too? But no, she gets poked in the back of the head by some sort of weird needle, and and kind of never shows up again. Like people don't find that body, if I remember correctly, it's just gone. But the, but then um, somehow. I guess that they were having their sexy dinner at the spa because the blinded girlfriend is just like kind of pawing her way around in the dark. And then Darla walks around in a costume and you think, oh, my God, that's Catherine, the dead wife. No, it's just Darla for a stupid jump scare. But then after that, like the own owner guy is like, I, I feel haunted by my dead wife. Let me go see some psychometry doctor. Is like what he calls it, psychometry. Psychometry. I I don't think that's a real thing. Not a real thing. For this movie's purposes, uh, he's like some weird hack that he's like, ah, and what a beautiful marriage it was too. And then he says the unrecognizable ashes line a second time. But then I'm kind of wondering, at the end of that scene, you you see. all off screen, Ted is like, no, no. And then you hear Catherine's voice and it sounds like ghost incest sex. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a very weird. Yeah. Super specific. Um, but also I get it. Just, it makes this movie kind of makes me more uncomfortable than killer workout does in very different ways. But immediately after that, we get another dance scene. So it's like, okay, you're cool. You get to relax. And <laughs> Um, then we we have this girl follow this really shoddily drawn map to the basement to meet um, the the owner, and then she gets like liquefied by acid or chlorine gas or something. All the plot lines just start flying real hard and fast now. So we got this parapsychologist walking around. The cocaine hit. Where he's walking around with his little fucking ghost metal detector or whatever that shit is. And a gun. (laughs) Like, if he believes in ghosts, why does he have a revolver? Guys, this is that dude's big break. Like, this is his fucking big chance to prove everybody that he knows. He's basically Venkman. He's like, I'm going to show the world that ghosts are real. Uh, but, But then he's like. He tries to shoot a ghost with his gun, and I laughed so hard when his when it blows up in his hand. And he's like, ah, and oh. like there's just this 
ketchup like spraying yeah. out of his like, hand goes car. out of yeah the the hand explodes it goes out of camera shot then there's just an empty camera shot for a couple seconds and so then honestly <laughs> if it held for like 10 15 20 30 more seconds it would have been a scene from tokyo gore police like that's how the <laughs> yeah. spray sort of worked god i wish that would have happened now is this the part where Catherine shows up again in michael's dreams and she says michael you might as well jump jump Go ahead and jump. <laughs> jump. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because later on, I'm pretty sure she tells Michael that he needs to be hot for teacher. That <laughs> <laughs> joke sucked. I'm sorry. Uh, well, we find done. out that Catherine is possessing her twin brother and making him cross dress. Oh, yeah. This um, movie has everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie, like I said, the plot lines are just coming at you real hard and fast. So then it's time for the party that Michael has. I, I'm glad that we finally remembered his name, but like the owner is Michael. Um, so Michael is like telling the cops, just like, let me have this this Halloween party at this place. And then I'll shut the place down and we'll figure out why why these people are getting hurt at my at my gym. And so Never a good it idea. seems counterintuitive to have a rager at your gym where people are getting drunk like that's the place where people are supposed to get healthy you put this dorky ass pirate as the person in charge of all of security yeah yeah well ted's kind of like mia possibly attacking people at the at the uh gym and therefore you know gotta have somebody and the only other person that knows how to do anything in the control room is joey i guess then you find out that there's um or the implication that there will be a tanning bed death like there is or I guess there's not a, a death in Killer Workout, but it is a method of injury in both films, which is funny. And then Michael and Catherine face off in the control room and she goes, don't give me ultimatums. <laughs> I'm like, you're a ghost. Why are you upset? Like, just kill people. There's a scene shortly after this. I don't remember where it falls, but I want to get this note in because all I wrote down was, holy shit, that chick exploded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I have that too. Um, it's, it's when it's death by mirror yeah. and she just gets, she just gets obliterated. She gets missed. <laughs> like, it's, it's great. It's, insane. it's so like, yeah. Like, I didn't expect it because I'm like, all right. Like, I checked the time. I'm like, oh, there's only four minutes left. This is probably wrapping up. And then it's like, it's like one of those scenes, like a Monty Python skit where, like, everything's fine for a split second and then someone just explodes. Yeah, no, um, actually, that scene is, for, for, for anybody that's listening who hasn't already watched this film, you know the, the head explosion in Chopping Mall? It's like that, but in an entire body. Yeah. It's really great. It's great. <laughs> um, but but we're missing the absolute best line of the movie, which is the line that I have been leading up to this whole like half an hour we've been talking about this film because I mentioned it when I talked about this movie like a year or two years, whatever it's been ago since I last brought it up. Catherine is like screaming about how she wants Michael to be with her in the afterlife. And she goes... You just have to kill yourself. Let's die together and live forever in hell. Yes, yes. That doesn't sound like a really good time, Catherine. I don't know. No, I think not, I'll stick with the. You're not selling this. Yeah, no, not at all. But we're so she's like got. She. It's funny that she dress. She dresses up as a pirate, takes Michael's girlfriend, ties her to the tanning bed like 
a pirate tying a hostage to like a, a, a pole or something like that. And then she's like, yar, you know, she's like, <laughs> she's like you got to come stay with me or else she dies. Uh, but then more people get killed and you get arguably two of the, the most famous de- deaths in this movie. Like it's not the best one because obviously Death by Mirror is the best kill in this. But we get Blender Girl and Sushi Guy, yeah, sushi which guy. are back to back. Like Sushi Cop, like sushi he cop. gets killed by. Which is my next oh, movie, oh, like, by the way. Just <laughs> keep an eye out sushi for guy. it. He he gets like his throat eaten by a um like a a, a dead mackerel. I it's might great. be I might be paraphrasing here, but I think right before that mackerel comes alive and and kills and eats his throat. Uh, he says something like, what the fuck is going on here? And all I could <laughs> yeah, do, I don't talk to movies a lot, but all I could do is be like, oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. I see same, that same. fish moving. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. But the, um, so I think that we're we're about at the end of what we need to talk about here, except for what I think they thought would be a real zinger. But it just falls flat um, when Michael grabs the power and his shoe and goes, all right, bitch, I'll show you fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yes. And oh. then his electrocution face is haunting me because I'm assuming that's what his vinegar strokes look like. <laughs> um, so here's here's my thought, final thoughts, because I, I feel like I summed it beautifully in this one little note. It says this movie has it all. Crazy deaths, drag queens, nudity. It's like an early John Waters movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I support oh, Death Spa. I am a fan of this. Death Spa yeah, is fun. It's a great like, it, it actually, I think it bodes well for like a for like an HD transfer. Like some. Yeah, the, the Blu-ray uh, came out great. Out the, the Blu-ray was fucking awesome. Yeah. I thought it looked really good, you know, because some of those some of those movies don't fucking hold up with with a new transfer. Like sometimes it's better to watch them like grainy and shitty yeah. and dark. But this one actually benefits from having an HD transfer. I think all the effects were like I think the editing of it was really yeah. good. Like there was like not even just the effects editing, but the editing when we're going back and forth between the brother and sister cross dressing spirit like supernatural like transformation. Like even though it's simple kind of tasks and simple movements the editing of it made it actually work i didn't think i was just like oh i'm just seeing fucking two people rolling around on yeah. the ground even though that's what that yeah. was it, it, like it worked yeah. it worked out really yeah. well so i thought i thought i mean the movie the it kind of holds up in a like a campy 80s way no i'll definitely rewatch it doesn't this. take itself very yeah. seriously this no, is definitely like a strong rewatch one day I need um, to figure out somebody to be Ken Forhey's character with that like crazy what blue, yellow, and orange like jacket that he dude, wears. That around. shit's fantastic. Like, it's, not, it's not a robe, but it's not a jacket because it. I don't. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it is wonderful. Ah, the smell of the video store. I love this place. You could look at the walls of VHS covers. We had to choose just by looking at the cover and reading the crappy synopsis. It was, you were leaving with one. And the only way to know what new movies were coming out is you actually had to watch the trailers instead of skipping them. Right, we didn't have the internet to look it up. We had one guy named Todd behind the counter that would (laughs) tell us what was good or not. 
And Todd strangely liked way too many romantic comedies. Yes, but you always knew when the boobies were coming because Todd made sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and remember all the awful CG we had to put up with in the mid-90s? We talk about that a lot, don't we? Join us on Analog Jones in the Temple Film where we talk about VHS tapes. And we wax nostalgia like none other. Available on iTunes. And Podbean. All right, well, what did you guys watch this week? I'll start. So in, on a completely different note, um, now for something completely different, uh, Megan and I rewatched a great film uh, starring Alan Arkin, uh, Emily Blunt, and Amy Adams called Sunshine Cleaning. Oh, I, I love that movie. That movie's yeah, awesome. I, always, I, I love it too, and I always forget about watching it you know like this is only the second time we watched it but megan's like oh uh, i was I, I i don't know what i was doing and i came to sit down and i was like oh what are you watching she was like oh i'm re-watching sunshine cleaning i'm like what what movie is that and she's like oh you know amy adams they clean up crime scenes oh yeah i love that movie and and uh sat down and rewatched it and it's just great like i it's so funny to see um emily blunt as kind of a trailer trash American girl in this movie because whenever I think of Emily Blunt I think of her as like Queen Victoria or whatever it is from that or not Victoria but um, she was a queen in a, uh, another movie like she's, she's British and you know like it, it, she does like trashy white girl real well it's it's, it's very impressive so uh, great flick if you've never seen it um, the whole point is that Amy Adams is, is and her sister Emily Blunt um are like they start a um, crime scene cleaning business, and it's just kind of like a, a lighthearted drama. It's not like super heavy duty, um, you know. It, it doesn't drain you. Like I don't like dramas usually because they they make me feel like emotionally drained, and I don't like that. Um, but it's it's just a kind of a feel good drama. It's not really a comedy, but it has funny moments. It's got um, Steve Zahn in it as well, and oh, he fucking the guy. The guy that played um, uh, here here's a, a deep cut. You know, in Rules of Attraction, the guy that's like, "I need you, like I need an asshole in my forehead." Yeah. Um, he's he's in that nice. too, and he has one arm. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Uh, I watched the uh, a part of my uh, pronunciation, the Manitou or the Manitou. Um, oh God, that yeah. movie garbage yeah really i i i it is um <laughs> it's slow it's really slow but i actually i i dug it a lot um i i liked a lot i mean the effects it's from what 77 uh sounds about right so yeah 77 78 uh it's it the and you can tell it's age obviously but i think that there's like once we get <laughs> okay I'm not even going to explain the plot. Once we get past the point where a Native American medicine man emerges from the back of a middle-aged white woman, um, we really get things going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's an interesting movie. It's based on a Graham Masterton movie. And I was just doing a little bit of research after I watched it because I was like, this is a strange movie to exist ever. Um, this dude who directed it, this was his last movie. He died in a helicopter accident in 78. But before the Manitou, he directed Day of the Animals, Grizzly, 
Abby, which is the black exorcist, and one of his first movies was not his first one. His first one was Asylum of Satan. His second movie was Three on a Meat Hook. So this dude has this strange like list of 70s cult movies, and then he died tragically in a freaking helicopter accident while he was looking for locations for his last film or for his what 10th 11th film or whatever but uh manitow's not great uh there's some fun moments it's a weird like i mean if you want to see a little person native american emerge from a woman and as, as if he's a fetus and wreak havoc on a hospital the last half hour of the movie's great <laughs> um if you don't want to see that don't watch it uh but it's I, I had a good time with it it's not available on dvd but um our friends over at vhsps do have it and uh their their transfer of it's pretty nice. great nice yeah all right so uh, real quickly i want to just mention this one because kyle's on the show and i can only ever talk about uh things that i watched that involve wrestling in any way shape or form if there's a fellow wrestling <laughs> fan on uh so, oh, yeah. so i finally saw wrestling with shadows which i've heard is like one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time and oh, it's yeah. uh it's pretty good i was very impressed by it i can see why it gets as much praise as it does um scott to quickly summarize what it is in a way that you would understand why it's a decent drama uh it's the story of brett the hitman Hart and his rise in the wwe uh, but they were basically just hired to do, like, a TV documentary about, like, hey, for Canada, like, hey, look at how great this guy is. Like, he's, like, a great representation of Canada. And while they were making the documentary, a thing called the Montreal Screwjob happened, which is when he was promised that they wouldn't take the belt off of him until the next day because he was leaving for another company. And then at the last second, just decided, fuck that guy and made him lose in, like, a really shisty way. And, it, like emotionally broke him as a person and they got all of it on film and got like the backstage stuff of him like beating the shit out of Vince McMahon and spitting on him and like it really just shows like a dude who gets to his breaking point with with dealing with shit uh but it also has like, a lot of interesting interviews on like what drives a person to be a wrestler uh but the thing that I want to talk about bigger I was supposed to talk about this at the end of last week's episode and I forgot to so I'm going to be talking about two episodes but about a few months ago I made a statement on an episode with Scott and I about how I really want to rewatch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show and see if it holds up so <laughs> I bought the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I've been watching them episode by episode. Oh, you poor soul! So I'm gonna just run. I'm just gonna run through my notes, and if they, if I feel like they need to be explained, then I'll explain them. But the, uh, I watched episode one, the day of the dumpster. Uh, my notes include the following: uh, theme song still rules. Uh, <laughs> Alpha recruits some teenagers with attitude. That is the most super TV executive bullshit I've ever heard. Um, then literally they re-show, like, it says, Jesus, they just showed me all this in the intro, because it's the first episode, and, like, the first minute of the intro for the first episode, and then, like, they play the first episode, it's the exact same shit. Um, I remember three of these five villains, Jesus Christ, that reminds me of the Giver. uh, holy shit, the Bulk and Skull music is hilarious, because, like, they come out, it's just like, like, <laughs> uh, Bulk looks like a slightly fatter Jack Black, um... Wait, I don't understand. Jason runs a karate class. Is this like an all-purpose mall inside of a gym? Um, which is why I connect it with Despot, because it is very confusing wherever the fuck they hang out in every episode. Um, 
Bogan Skull are definitely making this worth my time, even though they're just an 80s bully version of Abbott and Costello. Uh, there's a line of dialogue, who ordered the spinach juice? Uh, I can't <laughs> I can't help but notice Zordon's mouth does not move. There's literally no reason why these five were picked at all. I I I I I Um I forgot about the origins of putties. Jesus, this thing is stupid. Uh, the Black Ranger breakdances when he fights, and every time he's on screen, there's turntable scratches inserted into the music. This, me- oh. <laughs> this makes me miss the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> wow, the film quality stock shift is pretty fucking noticeable. So, like, when you're watching this, as you know, like, the story of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is that it was, like, a show in Japan, and they took a bunch of the stock footage, and, it, like, man, when they turn into the Power Rangers, the quality of that footage just drops real quick. Uh, half of these costumes are really great, and the other ones are barely mobile. Uh, this is like an adrenaline overload. It's like drinking three monsters and then chasing it with a five-hour energy while watching the Crank movies and fast-forward. <laughs> uh, there's a line of dialogue. Driving, this is like second nature. Uh, kaiju fighting is the highlight by a long shot. Wait, where did he get this power sword? Jesus Christ, greet his voice. read his voice is super grating. The Pink Power Ranger is still cute. I do not regret my second-grade crush. Um... Then I also watched <laughs> Then oh, I watched the man, second episode, no. High Five, in which the uh, Yellow Ranger trainee has to get over her fear of heights. Um, the gang cheers on Jason for his awesome rope climbing skills. I expect there to be a rope monster in this episode. Jason slips on Billy's head, which leads to this absurd sequence in which they both keep swinging around a room. Skull's laugh is top notch because he just kind of has like the <laughs> laugh. Uh, Bulk's attempt to climb the rope because he's fat and tears the ceiling down is offensive and hilarious simultaneously. Uh, Billy creates communication and transport watches like a normal 12-year-old kid. Uh, Alpha says, and I quote, Hello, homeboys and homegirls. Welcome to our hood. For no real reason. Additionally, he starts to bounce around the room for no reason. These side villains are starting to come back to me. But yo, the main monster bones in this episode is pretty legit. Man, there's a lot of Asians that live in in uh, Angel Grove, California. This movie has the comedic timing of a PG trauma film. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where they're standing behind a rock in an open field, and the character says, how can they see us? We have perfect camouflage. <laughs> it has to be intentional, right? Like, that's that can't be real. Uh, there needs to be more, mo- more of the Bones character. I'm over the putties, although their mumbling is charming, because whenever they're fighting, they're just like, like the whole time. Uh, Trini overcomes her fear of heights to help Billy. Direct line of dialogue stressing the conflict. I can't do it, but I have to do it. Uh, Trini is pretty and it's a genuine shame that she died so young. Finally, fucking Bones shows up. Jesus Angel Grove has everything. A gym mall, an amusement park, rocks to hide behind. Bones' sidekick is far less cool. They just look like 12-year-olds in black leotards with paper skeleton bones on it. Uh, this fight is very short-lived. More bones! More bones! I demand it! Now there's a giant knight suddenly. The name of this episode is High Five, and it makes no sense to why it's called that. But yo, I just watched a Robo (laughs) T-Rex fight a giant knight, so this is the best Medieval Times experience ever. Uh, It's only the second episode, and there's no (laughs) Megazoid already? That's weird. And then there's a direct quote from the Pink Ranger. She says, this is so 80s, and I agree. (laughs) So that's the first two episodes of Money More from Power Rangers. Uh, Tune in next week for episode three. And I'm just going to keep oh, on powering man. through this. Oh, God. 
But that was Death Spa from 1989 as picked by Scott. Scott, thank you so much for this pick. Um, we will be back next week with something. Oh, okay. We're going to be back with something really good next week. I picked it, and uh, I'm pretty stoked for it because I haven't seen it in a while. But it's good. Uh, you can contact us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. We're very quickly approaching our uh, listener submit it month. So make sure that you get that stuff to us ASAP so we can make sure that we entertain all of y'all. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Peace! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 